What's good? What's good? What's good to everybody in Sports Talk America? It's your boy, Mr. Franchise, aka that dude.com, aka the greatest sports analyst to ever bless the sports waves, here for another great show of the MBS show on Nothing But Sports Central. Um, again, check us out not only on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, as well as the app. Um, and all of your um, all of your social media outlets. Now, I got my co-host with me. You know, hey, we we on we on a roll right now. We going three weeks straight, three weeks straight. Yes, sir. My dude, my guy from Ranger, Texas. Not Justin, from Justin. Resided in Ranger, Texas, but from the great city of Rain, Louisiana. But originally from Rain, Louisiana, my dude, just Justin, aka rapping them Pelicans. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. If anybody uh, doesn't know where Rain, Louisiana is, uh, it's about 50 minutes um, from the place that serves. <laughs> The best of Buddha, baby. Ah, this guy. <laughs> Round two, baby. Mm. Round two. Mm. I saw last. I saw last week, man. You, 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 it was my birthday, and I didn't get no love. I didn't get it in the mail. Nothing. Oh. So I, I, I made my own connections and got my own Buddha. Oh, it's on and popping now. I'm ready. I'm ready. He went down I ten to go. Get I'm that. ready. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. So on tonight's show, we're going to get into some NFL, some college football, a little bit of UFC. But first, let's talk about this World Series. Um, right now, it's currently tied up 1-1 between the Tampa Bay Rays and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Who you got? Well, at the beginning of the season on Nothing But Sports Show on the NBS brand, I came on and, and, and had a prediction of a uh, the World Series, and who I predicted was the Rays versus the Dodgers. So I had it right all along. Um, I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of the season, I picked the Rays to win the World Series. After watching the first two games, um, I know the series is tied one-to-one. Uh, the Rays tied it up with game two last night. Um, but after seeing that first game and and and, and – the Dodgers lit it up. Their base running is unbelievable. Um, Mookie Betts, why the hell did the, the, the Boston Red Sox get rid of him? Um, <laughs> that's got to be one of the biggest free agency pickups of all time. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, I just I like their pitching better. I like their base running. Uh, and in and, and World Series like this, that those little things count. I mean, base running counts. Uh, because if you can sneak in a, a, a run here and there, uh, that makes a huge difference when it comes down to game six, game seven. So I'm, I'm going to uh, – at the beginning of the year, I picked the Rays, but I'm going to go with the Dodgers after after watching the first two games. What are you thinking? So so I like the Dodgers as well, but I like the Dodgers because of their pitching. Um, and, I, and, you know, for years, you know, the, there's been a major knock on, you know, the Dodgers and how, you know, what is it going to take? And every year it's a disappointment with Clayton Kershaw. It's, 
a disappointment with someone on the staff. Um, I think they get it together. I think this might be their year. Um, I think really and truly it's the Dodgers year. I mean, granted, the Rays do have some firepower, but they ain't like the Dodgers, man. I mean, they the Dodgers were, were down and out last night, and the and they made a, a major comeback, only losing six to four, but still, um, nevertheless, I thought that game was over. Uh, so to me, I think when it's going to come down to, I think it's coming down to pitching. And in the end, I gotta, I gotta give the edge to the Dodgers. Um, and I think it's on. I think it's going six games. Um, and oh, by really? the way, I, I, and this is just my personal opinion. I think this is going to be a LA. Um, the 2020 is all about LA. I think they're doing this all for Kobe. Everybody's playing hard for Kobe. You got the Lakers winning the title. Now I think the Dodgers are going to bring it home. We know that the Chargers suck, so that's just not going to happen. But don't forget, but, don't forget who won the Stanley Cup. Ah, very good point. Very good point. So, so whoever wins this series, you, you, you're going to have two major sports uh, teams win a, a world championship from that team. And not only that. Tampa Bay still has the Buccaneers, and we'll get into that later. But you know, Tom Brady. Mm. Go ahead. Very interesting. Mm. Very very interesting. <laughs> so let's move right along into some college football. We got Clemson. I mean, very impressive win versus Georgia Tech this past weekend, and we got Alabama. Very very impressive win over Georgia. Um, despite all of the controversy regarding Nick Saban and the coronavirus, who who do you believe should be number one? I know Alabama has the more impressive wins on their resume as far as teams they have beat. But the eye test, if you if you watch that Clemson team, oh my God, that I mean. It's been a while since I've seen a team that dumb. Well, I mean, I guess LSU was last year. It wasn't that long ago. But, I mean, that that team is dominant. 73 to 7? Come on, man. And and they took and they took Trevor Lawrence out early in the second half. It could have it could have dropped a hundred if they really wanted to. Hundo. They really could have dropped a hundo. They could have dropped a hundo. Um, I mean they they only have one win over, you know, a, a, a top-ranked team um, versus Alabama has two with Texas A&M and Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. But the odd test alone by itself tells me that Clemson deserves to be number one. And that that's who – until until they – I mean, the, the closest game they've had was a 24-point game, the first game of the season against Wake Forest. They have not had either a, a competitive game against Clemson – from anybody, including Miami. Miami got there, but handed yeah, to them. Bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Clemson, man. What are you thinking? You know, and I'm enjoying me some Buddha while you uh while you're oh, talking. Please, brother, please enjoy that. Please, 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 please. Was, was that from Best Stop? Yes, sir. Hey man, shout out to Best Stop. Hey man, if you're from Louisiana, man, make sure you go to Best Stop, get you a link of boudin, a pound of crackling, you know, and get your favorite beverage to go along with it. You know, shout out to them dudes, man. They make amazing boudin as well as other fresh condiments. 
So <laughs> I like Clemson because, and it's not just the Trevor Lawrence factor. Travis Etienne is an animal. He's a man child. I think he's a, I mean, people are sleeping on him. I think he's a top, I, I think he might be one of the top running backs to come out, number one. Number two, I, I truly believe he can be a generational back in the NFL. And number three, I think they're just so well coached in mm. Clemson. Yes. You know, Dabo does an amazing job of getting those guys prepared. But here's my issue. The ACC doesn't really have that many good teams. When you talk about Alabama and the SEC, Alabama goes through some. And granted, I don't know either conference, but look, if you're in the SEC, it's a war every week, guaranteed. It doesn't matter if it's Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's Mississippi. I don't care who it is. It's a war. Matter of fact, let me ask you this question, and I think this is going to solve it. If you put the worst team in the SEC against the worst team in the ACC, who do you think wins? I mean, the, the SEC team will win. All right. In the discussion, Alabama, number one. It's easy. So so you're not you're discounting individual teams completely. You're saying, oh, because they come from a harder conference, they yes. automatically, if they're the best team in the best conference, then they have to be the best team in the whole nation. Their their strength of schedule is crazy. Like when you gotta play but they've North. only but they've only played two ranked teams. I feel you. And and Clemson still has the number three team in the nation to play in Notre Dame. That could give them some trouble. But at the same token, they probably, I mean, it might be a half full of trouble, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic. But when when you look at, okay, Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, Louisville, okay, hold on. LSU's got, I'm not LSU, I'm sorry, Alabama's got to see LSU. They got to see, they, they already saw Texas. Come on, LSU, LSU. Come on, man. I'm just throwing it out there. Come on, LSU. I'm just, I am just throwing it out there. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. So, so you you got Texas A&M, you got Ole Miss, you got um, you got Florida. You 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 have you got you got an Arkansas team that can shock you a couple times. Um, So. To me, the, at Vanderbilt, Tennessee, you got some tough teams. Any team can knock you off at any time. I'm just saying that when when you start talking about really, really good teams, again, you knocked off Georgia. That's impressive. I don't see anybody on Clemson's schedule that compares to Georgia at all. And that could be a one-loss Georgia team at that. I don't see a one-loss anybody outside of Notre Dame. But at the eye test, looking at both teams in their play in their play, it, who it, is the best team? I if if you ask me, I like I like both teams, but I like Alabama a little bit more because they're more battle tested. I understand everyone's gonna say, oh man, Clemson's this great team and blah 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 blah. 
and Alabama, you know, Alabama's defense is the worst defense. You know, they, 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 they're playing the worst, uh, they're playing the worst defensively in the Nick Saban era. I get it. But guess what? In the SEC, in the SEC, it is tough, man. It is tough week in and week out. When you got to go up against, when you're a, a five-star guy that's going up against other five-star guys or your five-star best friends or guys that you went to camps with on, on multiple occasions, and then, oh, by the way, you're getting coached by top-tier coaches, it's hard. It's very hard. I just don't, to me, in the end, this is going to happen. Clemson and Alabama will probably see each other for the national championship, right? Bama's going to roll straight through them. What? Bama's going to roll straight through them. I, I want everyone, if you're listening, I'm, I'm going to say it. Bama is going to roll. And I am not an Alabama fan by no stretch of the imagination. I cannot stand Alabama fans. However, I am going to be honest and fair. Alabama is going to destroy Clemson. Like, Clemson, badly. It's going to be disrespectful. It's going to be a... Do you think it's Trevor Lawrence goes down as one of those guys who have always been great in the regular season and comes up short? In the, I mean, because you're saying he's going to go one and three in national championship games. He, is he going? Is he going to be the LeBron James of college football? No, I think he's <laughs> going to be the Mitchell Trubisky of college football. He's going to be a really like there are going to be so many people that say this guy is great, 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 right? But when it comes to the big games, he folds. And maybe it's time for us to really look at Trevor Lawrence for what he is. Maybe it's time. What is that? I don't think Trevor Lawrence is as good as everyone has advertised. He is a great college football player. You know what? I'm a, I'll, I'll gladly uh -oh. say this. Don't do it. I don't do it. Say this on air. Oh, man. Trevor Lawrence will be Matt Liner. Oh my God! He Are you kidding be, me? He will be the Matt Line. He will be Matt Line. Great college football career. However, in the pros, it doesn't translate. That's insane, man. Clearly, you have not watched any of this guy's tape. Hey, I just want to let you know now. When it happens, all I know is this: thank me later. Okay. Thank me later. So, so, so should should he cut? Should he stay in college this year if the ooh, Jets get the number one pick? You know that's a great question, and um, I'm gonna be the first to say this. He's got one or two options. Mm -hmm. Either he stays in school, and you know gets that degree, and even builds the draft stock a little bit more. Maybe won the title. Or get hurt. Or, or he needs to pull a Eli Manning. So there's no option three and, and, and take his spot in, in, on the Jets organization? 
No, I wouldn't do it. I would not do that. If he, look, I'm already saying he's Matt Lyon. Okay? I'm already putting it, putting it out there that he's Matt Lyon. Now, if he wants to be Ryan Leaf, be my guest. If he wants to be Ryan Leaf and be a true boss, be my guest by all means. And and yes, I know the comments are flowing. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. True X the sports junkie. Listen, Trevor Lawrence will be Matt Liner. And if he try if he dare try to go into this year's draft, he will be Ryan Leaf. Wow. I am booked. Son, look, son, seal, deliver. Yeah, I, I think his best option is to pull an Eli Manning. Yeah. I don't think I don't think going another year um, would do him any good because he's already going to be the number one pick in the draft. You have nowhere to go; like you can't get any higher than number one. So you you have all the risk of getting injured next year. Um, there's no reason to go back. I, I say you pull Eli Manning, which I've never been a fan of, but I also understand his his predicament there. I mean, I, I think he he has more of a right than Eli Manning did, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, the Jets are way worse than the Chargers could have ever been in, in ever. But let me let me let me ask you this question. And this is now that you bring this up, man, we, we really gonna dive on this. What if Eli Manning went to the Chargers? And what if Fuller Rivers went to the Giants? Would the futures of those franchises been different? I mean, if you're asking me all the time, I really think, and I'm going to keep Eli Manning was put. Wait, I can barely understand you. Say it one more time. I think Eli Manning was put in a good position. I think you're you having some technical difficulties on your end. Yeah. Um I, I let me answer it real quick. I, I'll gladly you tell you that. Oh, I, I can hear you just fine. Go ahead. Okay. All right. If Eli Manning, uh I, I think he was put in a good position in New York. I think uh I mean everything fell into place for him to win world championships. But if you're asking me who's a better all-time quarterback. Minus the rings, because I think the rings have a lot to do with where he was at in New York with the other things around him. Uh, I would say Philip Rivers was a more talented quarterback in his career than Elon Manning. So I think that, you know. Do the Giants win really two Super Bowls with Philip Rivers? It's, it's hard to say, man. His style of, of quarterback is different from Elon Manning. So I really. Do the Chargers do the Chargers get over the hump no. with Eli Manning? No, no, no. We're gonna talk about this offline. This is this. <laughs> I, I'm so when 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 people again, my thing is this. Yes, do I think he should he should pull it, Eli Manning? He should if he decides to come out. But I I, I just don't think it would make sense for him. To to come out and go to a horrible team like the Jets, unless the Jets pull the trigger and and cut ties with Adam Gates, I just don't see him prospering in that offense. 
I just don't. So let's move right along. Who is your Heisman Trophy choice at this point in the season? Well, I mean, we've already talked about this guy a lot. Uh, my Heisman Trophy so far is goes to the, the guy you called uh, the Matt Leonard of college football is uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, I think it's pretty cut dry. I mean, this guy will win the Heisman, barring some kind of crazy injury, because he is not going to go down in stats. It's not going to get worse for him. The only thing stopping him from winning that trophy is him getting injured. Um, I think Mac Jones would probably be my second guy. Um, and, and then third would be Travis uh, Entity, like you said earlier. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, man, that guy, he's got, he's got one interception all year in this game in this last game in which he, he won the game by over 60 points. So, yeah, this guy's a lock for the Heisman Trophy winner. Don't do it, Jasper. Don't do it. Don't do it, the franchise. You hear it here first. Oh, come on, man. Come on. You hear it here first. It will not be Trevor Lawrence. Wow. It will either be one of two players. Najee Harris. Actually, I'm going to give it three. I'm going to be fair. Najee Harris. No, I'm going to go go three. Najee Harris, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne. (coughs) I think Trevor Lawrence is going to choke up at some point in the season. And he's going to get bailed out. He's going to have one or two bad games, and it's going to knock him off. Justin Fields is a dog. Okay, he is a dog. Travis Etienne, dog. Najee Harris, putting up numbers. Putting up numbers. Taking Nate, putting up numbers. I'm just not sold on Trevor Lawrence. And, and, and granted, everyone's going to say, oh, man, it's sunshine, and he's the perfect. Yeah, he, he's the pretty boy. He is college football. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, he's putting up amazing numbers and, and Clemson is winning games and taking numbers. Okay. That sounds beautiful. Wait until he gets into a tough predicament. Just you wait. I don't see him winning. Sunshine going to screw up somewhere. You Where does said, he screw up? You, you, you already said the ACC schedule is garbage. So I'm not saying it's garbage. I'm saying they're not, it's not in, in comparison to SEC, it's not as good. So so who does he screw up against? Notre Dame? Notre Dame. I think he could also screw up in the ACC championship game. I think that's where he really gets caught. I think that's where he gets clipped bad. He gets clipped in that ACC, ACC championship game. I think he's going, I'm mark my words. I think Sunshine's going to lose it. And look, when I call it, hey, I just want everyone to say thank you, Franchise. Thank you. I appreciate you. 
All right. So let's move right along. Let's go ahead and get into some NFL. Tua Tungabaloa has finally gotten the starting job for the Miami Dolphins. Is it good timing, bad timing? And does he deserve to start at this point? Man, this is a tough one, man. This really is a tough one. Let me say this. I uh, I traded him in my on the NBS Fantasy Football League literally 30 minutes before the Miami Dolphins came out and announced him as a starter going forward. So I was hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, going back to the subject. Okay. Man, Fitzpatrick, he is a feel-good story. Like, this guy has been a journeyman, started for eight different teams. You know, he's never really been that guy, but he's always been that guy to transition to the next guy. And and this year, he you know, he finally had a good pieces around him. He was winning. They were three and three in position to, you know, actually make the playoffs this year. <clears throat> I mean, he was seventh in the league in quarterback rating. I mean, he was top 15 in passing yards. Um, and he was put out of the game because they were doing so great. Like you, you hear quarterbacks, you know, losing their, their their starting job based on injury or based on just terrible performance and they put somebody else in. But not often do you hear of a story where a guy's doing so great that he gets benched because they're up by so much and then loses his job. And 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 if you watch the game Sunday, he was the biggest cheerleader for, for Tua when he went on the field. He was asking the crowd to, to, to go crazy. I mean, he really supported Tua. Th- throughout the whole season, he was he was a mentor to him. And, and to see his reaction Monday when he found out that he lost his job was heartbreaking, man. This guy, this is maybe his last stint in, in a in a on a, on the NFL team. This was his last chance to possibly to have his own team and to to really do something, and he got benched for a rookie. Um, and honestly, watching Tua, I wasn't very impressed with him on the field. He only had two passes, but they, they wasn't that great. The velocity wasn't there. He, I mean, they wasn't very accurate. There were completions, but they wasn't very accurate. Uh, I don't think Tua is ready. I think it's a good, it's good timing because of the buy, but I don't think – I think Miami would take a dip for – at least half a season before they get better. And I don't, I don't think it was a good time to take a dip, man. They had a chance to actually do something. I mean, they're not two bowl contenders. Don't get me wrong, but they, they had a chance to possibly make the playoffs. So I think it's bad timing, and I think Tua needed more time. What are you thinking? So let's, 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 I'm, I'm going to give everyone a history lesson. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to Buffalo. Um, goes to Buffalo, signs a signs a deal with Buffalo, right? Back in two thousand nine, okay. Has some pretty good games. Um, you know, throws a couple. You know, throw. You know, play. They play halfway decent, but you know what? They decide. Oh, I'm gonna go with Trent Trent Edwards. Okay, huge mistake. And then. 
guess what? He's gone. Okay. Next thing you know, he goes to the Titans. Okay. Replaces Jake Locker, balls out, has some pretty decent games. Um, then he gets released after one get after one season for Charlie Whitehurst. Then goes to Houston. He's in a quarterback controversy with Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett beats him out. Then Ryan Mallett gets hurt. He plays a couple good games. Then they replace him with Tom Savage. Then he gets traded to the Jets. Just traded to Jets. Couple good seasons with the Jets. Okay. Then they say, you know what? I want to get rid of, I want to get rid of um Brian Fitzpatrick and puts in uh Bryce Patty. Oh my god, Jesus. And he stinks it up. They void his contract, makes him a free agent. Goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Backs up Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston plays. He messes up the shoulder. He uh, and then comes in, plays fairly well, ends the season on the high note. Then they say, hey, you know what? I want to give Jameis Winston a contract extension. Not really, but kind of. Uh, and then Jameis gets suspended for three games. And then Fitzpatrick lights that joker up. Lights it up. It's magic. Fitzmagic. Right? <clears throat> Ryan Fitzmagic. Offense is flowing the whole time. What did they do in 2018? They say, you know what? Because Patrick will let you go. We believe in James Winston. Goes to the Dolphins. Name the starter over Josh Rosen. Sorry, Josh Rosen, on top of that. Ends up leading the team in rushing. Plays fairly decent. Throws for over 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns. 13 interceptions. He wins the starting job even after the Dolphins strapped to a tongue of a lower. And now we're going to disrespect this guy? What I'm noticing is this. It's Fitz magic, but it's also Fitz curse. Because the man that replaces Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick is doomed. Uh-oh. So, if we look at the historical data, it was Trent Edwards to Bryce, Pe was it Trent Edwards to, 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 um, to Charlie Whitehurst to Tom Savage to, to uh, Bryce Pettit 
to Jameis to Tua. Tua's done. I'm calling it right now. Tua is done. And guess what the sad part about it is? This dude, and it shows, this dude is playing well every single time. And you now go to a guy, okay, he's a rookie. Yeah, he might be the future. Everyone talks about he's the next Russell Wilson. Well, guess what? They said Bryce Pettit was supposed to be a dog quarterback. Guess where he's at right now? Bagging groceries. Charlie Whitehurst was supposed to be uh, a quasi-decent quarterback. Guess where he's at? He sold me my truck. Where's Jameis Winston right now? He's on the bench learning from Drew Brees after getting eye surgery. Okay? Where's Trent Edwards right now? Where's Trent Edwards? I know where Trent Edwards is. He's chilling with Kia on the couch. <laughs> Bottom line, Fitzpatrick does the right things and plays well under the worst of situations and even best of situations. He's gotten screwed. At the end of the day, two is done. It's not, it's not Fitzpatrick. It's Fitzcurse. It's the curse of Fitzpatrick. You replace him, the replacement screwed. History, hey, men lie, women lie, history doesn't. I like that take, man. I hope you're wrong because I, I like to. I mean, he's a he's a real good feel feel good story. I mean, you know, you know his so. injury at Alabama. You know the fact that after the game, he 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 went to the fifteen yard line and, and and appreciated the fact that he actually made it to the NFL on the exact yard line that he got injured at Alabama. I mean, he, he he's somebody everybody wants to root for. But if I'm being honest, I I just didn't see it on the field. There's a lot of things that feel good. Okay. It feels good to wake up in the morning. It feels good to eat some, eat two links of boudin from Best Stop. Shout out to Best Stop again. <laughs> it feels good to drink water. It feels good to be positive on a day-to-day basis. But what does not feel good is to be replaced after playing well for your team and putting your team in a pretty good position moving forward. For what? Because you want to put a rookie in? who y'all think might be ready. Oh, and that same rookie, by the way, is a year off from the hip surgery. Something to think about. Is he ready? Are we rushing the inevitable? If if, if I got a quarterback that's three and three, running game is pretty decent, the defense is playing fairly well, why don't we stay with, with what's working? Unless you're trying to go full on tank mode and build your team through the draft next year, it's not that doesn't. Excuse me. It to me, starting tour basically says, uh, "We're done. We're done. Like we don't have any chance of making the playoffs." Let me say this: they may be learning from the whole Josh Rosen experience. Is is they need to figure out if this guy is the guy before it's too late, before you waste too much time. And, and you know, because you don't want a guy to sit on the bench for two to three years and figure out that he's not the guy, and then you're screwed for all that time. But, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. 
Since we're on the great breath Favre, look what happens. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sits behind Alex Smith. By the way, and I'm going to say this too, this shows, and some people might say, oh, Jasper, I think you're you're ludicrous, you're foul, you're crazy. I think it'll be true. Anyway. I, you're hilarious. <laughs> I think that Alex Smith deserves a lot more credit and respect for what he has done for those young quarterbacks to include your Pat Mahomes, your um, your uh, Kaepernick's. Um, all of those guys did well underneath them because they listened to him, and he's a great pro. All right. Um, there's nothing wrong with sitting, right? There's nothing wrong with that at all. The problem is, do you have the right quarterback that's willing to sit and learn and progress accordingly? Everybody want to start, 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 start. The NFL is different, man. These are grown men getting paid to do grown, violent things. And these dudes study you day in and day out. It ain't college football where you they study you, but then they got to go to class. No, this is your livelihood. This is why I, I'm not with, – with Tua, I feel like you got to take your time with this guy. He's not – I, I get it. Russell Wilson was catapulted to the starting role because of Matt Flynn and his issues. I get it. I do. But Tua is not Russell Wilson. He's not. And I think they're rushing. I think they're really rushing this. Really are. I agree. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, this, this week I decided to go with something a little different. I call this uh, contender or pretender. So I got four NFL teams, and I want to know, do you consider them to be contenders or pretenders? Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's, let's do this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, contender or pretender? Oh, without a doubt a contender. After seeing what they did with Aaron Rodgers and that defense stepping up, um, I, I see them as being, you know, top three team in the NFC right now. Uh, they, they're they're going to compete for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, Tom Brady is finally starting to get the ball to Gronk. Uh, he doesn't look like a, a boulder out there just slowly moving. He's actually, you know, actually catching. I mean, he had, what, 70, 77 yards last week. I mean, so he's actually – he's back to being Gronk. Or he's not full Gronk, but he's a quarter of what Gronk used to be. And a quarter of what Gronk used to be is better than a lot of tight ends out there. So I think Tampa Bay is definitely a contender. Uh, there's no way they, they're not making the playoffs. And they will compete to possibly be the NFC representat representation in the Super Bowl. I like the Bucs. I, I like what they're doing. I mean, we all talk about the offensive side of the ball. Um, before the season started, I did say that whoever the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back is, whether it be Ronald Jones and now Leonard Fournette, will prosper in this offense because you've got to make a decision. You, you're either going to stack A in the box and blitz the hell out of Tom Brady and then, you know, hope and pray that Mike Evans or Curtis Godwin or 
Gronkowski or Cameron Bray doesn't beat you, or you're going to go, you know, four in the box, or you're going to go four and then you're going to try to cover, you're going to cover hard, and next thing you know, the running game's going to kill you. So once they figured it out, and I knew it wasn't going to take much time to figure it out, but once they do figure it out and they get the injuries squared away, I think they're going to be tough. My thing I like about Tampa is that defense is starting to slowly mature into a tough, tough defense. Shout out to Devin White, former LSU player. Devin White looks good. There's some maturity right there. And and I'm going to say this, and yes, you know, I love the Saints. Week one, we, we played our butt off. We made Tom Brady look human. But the next time we play them, it's going to be a war. And, bro, they're going to they gonna bring it. They're going to bring it in every way, shape, form. That defense will be so much better. And I just think that that defense is, again, they're taking steps every week to get better. I like them. I think they're a contender. If they're not the first, they're definitely like either number two or number three. Um, let's go. I'm going I'm to go with five teams because I'm going to add a 15 to this. Uh-oh. The Chicago Bears. That's pretty easy for me. It's a pretender. These guys, I mean, they've had an easy schedule. It's it's going to get harder later on. They're not going to beat the, the, the Green Bay Packers for the division. As far as I'm concerned, even though the Packers got their butt handed to them by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they will be back. They will win the division, and the Bears will end up being a 8-8, eight 9-17, eight, um, which could possibly get them in the playoffs later on, but I just don't see it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are pretenders. Uh, I just, I'm not confident in the Bears at all. I think it's a good team that's due for a falter. I think that they're one of the teams that, like, it's a cute story. Like, it's the, they look good on paper. Like, like no, let me rephrase that. They look terrible on paper. But come time to play them, it's a war. But the schedule doesn't reflect the wars that they're going through. The, the, the schedule, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a believer in them yet. I'm, I'm just not. Um, I got to say they're, 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 um, they're pretenders. They're definitely pretenders. Um, another team that I want to know are contenders or pretenders, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're they're contenders. That defense is nasty right now. That defense is playing great. Uh, Big Ben is back to his old form. I mean, he has he's played just as good now as he ever has. Uh, they got the uh, Claypool is 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 a is a rising rookie right now. He's been having a great two to three games. Um, they are really catching their stride. I think their biggest test will be this week. 
against the Tennessee Titans. I think we're really going to find out who is the contender and who is the pretender this week when the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Titans. Um, but I really think that they – I would not put them above the Chiefs right now because I still see the Chiefs as being the cream of the crop of the NFL and everyone else is just kind of trying to catch up to them. Um, but I would put them in the next tier of three to four teams that really could compete with the Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to put them as a contender in the AFC. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this. As long as you got a healthy Big Ben and that defense is playing well and Mike Tomlin is in his right state of mind, mm-hmm. they're contender. As long as they can run the football fairly well, that defense again plays well with um with uh TJ Watt and company. That's a tough team to beat, man. They are very, very tough. A Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'll say this, and the since since Ben Roethlisberger's came went to came in the league back in like I want to say 04 or 05, right? Um that team has always 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 been tough. I gotta, I gotta say, until again, if if there's no Big Ben, then I'm calling him a pretender. You got Big Ben, you got Mike Tomlin, you got a good defense, contenders all the time. And that leads me to the next team who plays this weekend: the Tennessee Titans, contender or pretender. And there's a reason why I want I added them to this. I really, I mean, this is not going to be a popular opinion. Our own uh, MBS anchor, 2X Sports guy, puts them as the number one team in the NFL today. Oh, my God. He is nuts. Is he crazy? I will say it right now. You're bananas. No. I'm cutting. No, no, no. They're pretenders. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> is sus. Yes. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is a time bomb waiting to burst. He sucks. The Tennessee Titans paid $100 million to a bum. You could have paid me. You could have paid me $50,000 to do what Ryan Tannehill does. And my shoulder ain't that great. And you're telling me, you're telling me, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans are contenders? The only thing that's contending about the 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 the, the Tennessee Titans, the only thing that's contender worthy about them is Derrick Henry. That's it. You shut. If you shut down the Tennessee Titans running game, Ryan Tannehill is terrible. You could put, he is Mitchell Trubisky in a Titans uniform. I'm saying it. I'm booking it. Look, they got lucky last year getting to the AFC Championship game. I'm saying it. And if anybody wants to rebuttal me, my number is 337-739-0833. Call me directly and ask for the franchise. 
through it. And see, what is wrong with this? Oh, oh, my blood pressure's up. Go ahead, man. <laughs> man. The I mean, number I, one team in the AFC? No, in NFL. The whole NFL. In, in, oh he put him as number one in his power rankings. He must – this must be him playing Madden. There's no way. There's no way. There – let me – let me. I'm, I'm going to break this down to a science, okay? Ryan Tannehill does enough to win games. He's not that great of a quarterback. If, if they were to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands to win it, if you shut down Derrick Henry – Ryan Tannehill now becomes the most suspect quarterback in all of football outside of Mitchell Trubisky. And that's honest truth. And Tennessee's got a ton of injuries in their secondary. That's something else that not a lot of people are talking about. Good team, don't get me wrong. But if you take away Derrick Henry, that team is terrible. That team is Bogus terrible. I can't believe he just said that. Just for the record, I agree with you. <laughs> oh. Justin, there's a reason why we do this show together. We agree on a lot of things. <laughs> I'm glad if if he ever wants to come on this show to get trashed and 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 pummeled. Please, by all means. This dude said the Titans, man. He uh, might he, not even make it out the first round this he's year. He's been rumored to come on the show this week. So, 2X, if you're watching, hit me up. We can get you on right now. No, we can do I, I want him to come. I want him. Look, 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 look. <laughs> so, the final contender or pretender, the Seattle Seahawks. Contender or pretender? Oh, I mean, that's that's the easiest one as far as I'm concerned. I picked them at the beginning of the season, before the season started, to win the Super Bowl. I picked Russell Wilson to win the MVP. It's a no-brainer. And I know this is a subject that we're going to talk about later, but there's a possibility that uh, the Seahawks actually signed Antonio Brown. So... I don't see anybody in the NFC right now that is above the Seattle Seahawks. Like I said, there's other contenders, you know, Tampa Bay. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, the Seattle Seahawks are the cream of the crop in the NFC. Uh, unless something else happens, um, I see them going to the Super Bowl. So... I like Seattle. I really do. There's some injuries in that and 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 their on their defense that kind of worry me a little. Um, but my my thing with Seattle is this. Russell Wilson cannot do it all by himself. Chris Carson has to remain healthy. I do believe they need another receiver, though. Um, behind DJ Metcalf. And um, and company, I'm. 
I think they're contenders, but if they have one, all it's gonna take, all it takes is one bad injury or something bad to happen, and they could very easily become a um a middle of the pack team. I just don't this is why I'm saying that there's only but so much Russell Wilson can do as a quarterback. There's only but so much. And the way that team is built is built for him to win games. But there's only but so much Russell Wilson can do. Like, you need a run game to win games in Seattle. When Seattle won the Super Bowl, they had Marshawn Lynch. When they went back the following year, they had a Marshawn Lynch who they should have gave the ball to at the goal line. Neither here nor there. Um, and a great defense. Both years. What I'm saying is, and now it's almost went from, from that to, hey, Russell Wilson's our guy. He's got to win us games. I feel where they're going with it. However, I, this is just my take. He can only do but so much. He is an MVP caliber guy. I'm never going to take any props away from that. He's a great quarterback in this league, but there's just only but so much he can do. And for the record, the lack, so there's only been 10 players who have won the Super Bowl and won MVP on the same year. Okay. Ah. I, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want this to come off wrong. If Russell Wilson wins MVP, he's not winning the Super Bowl. If Russell Wilson does not win MVP, he wins the Super Bowl. So, for the record, are they contenders or pretenders? I like that. They're contenders. <laughs> They're contenders. I love it. I love it. That's dope. All right. Moving right along, buy or sell this rumor. Antonio Brown to the Steelers. The Steelers? I'm sorry, to the uh, Seahawks. Sorry. Okay. okay. Antonio Brown to the Seahawks. Is that the rumor I didn't hear? <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, if I'm the if I'm the Seahawks, I'm not touching Antonio Brown. That guy is toxic. He has been given chance after chance after chance after chance. And he's done nothing but screw it up and be arrogant and do think he can do what he wants. Um, and this team is a contender. They have the chemistry there. I mean, I know Pete Carroll is a a uh, a player coach. So if, if there's a coach out there that I think they you know could get to him, Pete Carroll is one of them. Um, but I'm not touching him. I think there's a team out there because the Seahawks don't absolutely need him. I think they can win without him. There's a team out there that I would think about picking up Antonio Brown with would be the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have right now, just like the Cowboys and the Giants and the Washington football team, they all are in contention of a division title, being a horrible team. They're literally a game away from getting the first pick in the draft and a game away from being 
right now a playoff team. That's how bad that division is right now. And but they have a bunch of injuries. I wrote it down. I saw Jeffries out. Uh, you got Zach Ertz is out. I mean, you have a lot of weapons that are out, and they weren't doing too well even when they were healthy in Philadelphia. So if and so that's a team that can afford to bring in somebody that could be toxic because what do they have to lose? They're a terrible team right now. Um, so I think the Philadelphia Eagles should be the team to make the push for Antonio Brown. If I was the Seahawks, I would stay away from him. I did not learn from from uh, uh, Josh. Uh, what's his name? Josh from Gordon. My, yes. Uh, no, Josh no, 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 not Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Yeah. Have they not learned from Josh Gordon? I mean, how many chances did they give him? And it was a disaster. Um, if I were the Seahawks, I, w- I would not touch Antonio Brown. Here's the thing, man. There are certain coaches that could coach certain players. There are certain players that need to play with certain types of teammates. I think Antonio Brown has never had the opportunity to play with a guy, a leader like a Russell Wilson, a guy that the whole locker room respects. Tom Brady? Hold on. I'm leaning to something. (laughs) I'm leaning to something, okay? Tom Brady is amazing, right? He is. I'm never going to give – I'm not going to take any any credit away from him. It didn't work because of shenanigans that he did off the field, okay? If that – if if he would have, if if uh, Antonio Brown would have played in New England for a full season, I think we would have saw probably one of the nastiest offenses hands down. Okay, you put him with a guy that could scramble out of the pocket, that makes players better, like a Russell Wilson. I think they they're, they're money. I understand he's toxic, but here's the thing about toxic players. Toxic players will run over soft coaches. I'm not saying Belichick was a soft coach. I'm saying Belichick couldn't handle the outside shenanigans. Once them shenan- I think it was a um something something happened during the offseason they had to get rid of him it's right cuz he, he yeah he threatened the the girl on the phone that C- correct correct so he had to get rid of him he, uh, rid of uh Antonio at that time um i think Groot, uh John Groon tried to cater to him and that's where it failed you can't cater to this guy you got to hey man you either going to play ball or you going to dip I think Tomlin coached him hard until he tried to cater to him. And when he tried to cater to him a little bit and cater to Big Ben, it just stopped working. And you gotta, you you, you can't cater to this guy. You gotta, you gotta be tough on him. You gotta be hard. And I think Pete Carroll's the guy. I I really do. Josh Gordon's issues were issues that not many coaches can handle, number one. He tried, Pete Carroll tried, but he needed rehab. And and 
you know, may still need that. Whereas with Antonio Brown, he just needs to be coached hard. He just needs to be coached hard. He needs to be challenged. He needs a quarterback that, like, you know, no joke start to finish, just a great guy and demands greatness. And that's what you're going to get out of Russell Wilson. And I think it works out perfect. I think it works out perfect. I think this is a match made in heaven. And I think Seattle's going to be, man, you put him with DJ Metcalf and Greg Olson, I'm sorry. They about to eat. That NFC West is in trouble. Russell Wilson Not trouble, couldn't keep trouble. He couldn't keep Josh Norman off the Gonzer. What do you think he's going to But Josh Gordon is different, man. It's hard. Like, that dude's got, like, real issues. Antonio Brown just needs to be coached hard. That's that's a difference from someone that's that's um that 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 has an addiction to a specific drug. Antonio Brown just needs to be coached hard. I, I can fight that all day. I can't fight an I can't coach an addiction. What I can coach is someone coach being needing to be coached hard. And that's what he needs. Don't I cater think, to him. But I think, I think Antonio Brown being in the spotlight is an addiction. He feels like he has to be, you know, that entire entitlement personality who thinks that Antonio, he, you know, everybody deserves to. If, if Antonio Brown is listening, listen, man, cut your hair, dye your, dye your mustache back normal, <laughs> put some bass in your voice. And just be quiet. And you'll be fine. You will be fine. Now, I got one last rumor for you. Buy or sell Des Bryant to the Ravens. Well, first of all, the rumor is that they're going to sign him to the practice squad. You know, I, I'm i a Saints fan, if you can't see the back of the set here. I'm a Saints fan. And... Uh, he was signed to the Saints just what two years ago, two or three years ago. Did he ever play a down as a Saint? He tore his Achilles. Tore his Achilles. And never came I, back. If if Des Bryant had played for us, we was going to eat. Not eat. Eat. But he didn't. And two or three years later. He didn't get any younger. He didn't get any faster. He didn't get any stronger. Are you training Des Bryant? <laughs> he didn't get any faster. That's something I need to know. You were training? I, uh, Father Time never, never, never misses. This is true. Very true. So, and very wide true. receivers don't age very well. They all. don't. This is very true. Des is 31. How long has it been since he's had an actual productive stint in the NFL? About been, three, four years. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen a wide receiver come out of retirement four years after their last time playing and actually be productive? I don't think I've ever seen it. I think he's still got it, though. There's a reason why he's on the practice squad. They want to make sure that that Achilles is healed. 
they want to make sure he's able to cut well so that come, I say about week eight, week nine, they bring him. I like they him as a leader of the practice team. squad to teach. I think that's, that's a good move for Baltimore to teach. I mean, he, he could be out there with the other wide receivers as like a, a wide receiver coach slash player on the practice squad. I don't, no. I don't see him competing. In, they want to they make sure his Achilles is good. Two weeks, I'm guaranteeing you he's going to be off the practice squad. They're going to release. They're going to release some young linebacker that that doesn't get next to no play time, and Des Bryant will be their number three wide receiver. Book it. I respect that, Justin. I mean, you're entitled to to go thumbs down all day, you know. But just thank the franchise later. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So let's go ahead and get into our picks, man. So tonight we got the Giants, the New York football Giants going to Philly to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got? Um, oh, by the way, let me make this known. Des, uh, not Des, Antonio Bryant should not go to Philly. Antonio, man, he would get crucified by the media, number one. Number two, um, Carson Wentz is playing terrible football. And lastly, Antonio Brown is not a good loser. No, don't do that. I, I wouldn't do that. But go ahead. Giants at Eagles. Who do you got? I don't know who is in charge of these Thursday night games from the NFL, but uh, it has been horrific this year on Thursday night. I don't know what's going on. Um did they figure out like let's let's get the worst matchup of the week and let's put it on prime time Thursday night football? I don't understand it, but we have what we have and it is what it is, so we got to pick it. Um, I think Carson Wentz battle, battles back and gets a win this game. I'm not a Danny Dimes guy, even though I traded for him this week in fantasy football because because I needed a quarterback for a buy. So I'm, I'm hoping he does well, uh, but. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will win this. I think it's going to be a low score in 17 to 13 kind of a game. Um, but I got the Eagles. Danny Dimes is going to make you a happy man if he's, not, right. if he's on your bench. Um, if he's not on your bench. Oh, he's, he's, must, starting he's, starting. he's starting. I think Danny Dimes drops about mm, 200, about 285 to 325. Three touchdowns. I'm not sold on the Eagles secondary. They look terrible. Um, the Giants' defense is really not that bad at all. This is the fact that they're on the field like 85% of the time. I think the Eagles are going to get torched tonight. I got the Giants winning 31-17. No, 31-17. Yeah, 31-17. Okay. All right, next game we got up. We got the Carolina Panthers traveling to New Orleans. The Big Easy to take on Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Who we got? Well, breaking news come out today. Uh, if you're not in the loop, Michael Thomas could have possibly re-injured himself at practice today. Oh, my God. He, he injured his hamstring this time. And he, he was not at practice, and he is questionable for the game this weekend. 
I don't know what to say about Michael Thomas. He injures himself and then gets suspended and then re-injures himself again. But anyway, this should be the last game that Christian McCaffrey is out due to injury. Um, so you got Davis filling in there. Um, the game is in, in New Orleans, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, th- there'll be no fans there. Um, but I still have New Orleans winning this game. This is going to be the first game Teddy Bridgewater plays against his former team last year that he, he had great chemistry with and won four games for us last year. Uh, so I, I think it, it will mean something to him. I think uh, he, he'll want to show out and kind of prove to the Saints that they made a, a bad decision letting them go. Um, but I still see the Saints winning this game. I would have picked him pretty big before Michael Thomas got hurt. Now Michael Thomas being out, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be a high scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be like a 31-28 kind of game uh, with New Orleans pulling it out. Four sacks. Drew Brees gets it back together. I think um, Teddy Bridgewater wants to show out, but I think he's going to be running for his life because his offensive line is not that good. Um, I got the same twin in this game, 31-17. I think uh, uh, Alvin Kamara goes off. Michael Thomas, stop the diva nonsense. Please stop. Stop. For, for the love of all of us Saints fans, just stop. Keyshawn, talk to your damn nephew. Damn. I got the Saints, 31 31, I say 31-13. Next game, pretty interesting game. We got the Green Bay Packers going down to Houston to play the Houston Texans. We got Um, You got two teams that are really embarrassed about their their, their losses last week. I think Green Bay being more embarrassed than Houston. Houston's without a, a head coach right now. They're the intern coach. Um, so their 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 expectations are not really that high, um, but Green Bay's are, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, he had two picks in three passes last week, and since that happened, he was rattled the whole game. He couldn't do anything with Tampa Bay's defense. That's one of the worst performances I've seen out of Aaron Rodgers in the last five to six years. Um, it was terrible, and I just don't see Aaron Rodgers. Uh, having another performance like that, um, I really think they bounce back. I think they win the, uh, a high-scoring game because uh, I think Houston can lot it up. Um, so I, I see it being a 38-35 kind of game, uh, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. I like Green Bay in this game because Aaron Rodgers does not fall to two names in a row. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> he's another guy that I got, you know, he's an MVP candidate, but he's got to, he's got to turn it around this week. I mean, them two picks did, did, did hurt a little bit. Um, Houston is one of those defenses that if you want to, if you want to really get off, if you need a stat, you know, patch your stats, go play Houston. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson, 
He's been playing some really good football, but I just feel bad for him because he just doesn't have enough weapons. Let me phrase that. He doesn't have a defense behind him, you know, to support him. So I've got to go with Green Bay. I think this is, again, another high-scoring game. I think this is more of a 31-24 type game. Okay. Um, Divisional game coming up. We got the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks travel to Arizona to play Kyla Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Who you got? We just played a game a while ago that you that you called contender or pretender. In my opinion, you could have took a couple of those teams out and put the Arizona Cardinals because I'm tired of everyone calling them a contender. As far as I'm concerned, they are pretenders. Kyler Murray, yes, they beat the Dallas Cowboys last week pretty pretty easily, um, but I think that's half of the NFL today can beat the, the Dallas Cowboys pretty easily. And I think Kyler Murray had, what is it, 25% completion percentage against the Dallas Cowboys defense? Are you kidding me? The worst defense in the last – since the merger, they said? You didn't have to throw the ball, man. He didn't have to do much of anything. But when he, he did, but when he did, he couldn't complete passes. Have you ever played a game of Madden where when your I played opponent Madden. was so terrible that you're just like, yo, I'm a purposely incomplete passes. Just oh, now they're purposely. Okay. So it's, it was pity passes. It's horrible. Like, Some pity passes. Terrible. <laughs> like, Dallas is terrible. They're on pace to being the worst defense ever. And Kyler Murray couldn't compete passes against that. Dude, if I'm Kyler Murray, I, look, this is why Kyler Murray missed all them passes. Kyler Murray was worried about his nails and his hair. <laughs> you know, I got to look good in front of the lights. Look, once we pop the first 14, Hey, man, I just want to look good. And that's who you have confidence in, the quarterback who cares about his hair and his nails? I don't. I, I, see, where, I, I see where you're going with this. Dallas. But go ahead with your pick. I'm sorry. But so, yeah, man, uh, I got the Seattle Seahawks easily. I think I think it's a 28 to 13 kind of a game. Um, easily. The Arizona Cardinals – or pretenders, you heard it here first. They will not have a winning record by the end of the year. They are not elite team. They're not a second tier team. They're still the bottom of the barrel team. They're not, they're not, you know, a lottery pick kind of a team, but they're not contenders, but go ahead. This will be a very close game. I think Colin Murray is going to come out and play pretty hard because he's got a, I mean, it's a divisional game. You know, divisional games are pretty tough. I think Colin's got something to prove against the MVP, our MVP candidate and Russell Wilson. I think that, um, you know, with Seattle's defense not being that good, Colin might pick them apart just a little bit. But I got Seattle winning this, and I think it's going to come down to a field goal. 
I got Seattle winning this game 27-24. It's going to be very – to me, I think it's going to be very close. Very close. Um, start to finish. Next game we got up. Shout out to my guy, Sean Fox. You know, he's a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. Um, huge fan. Um, but they got a tough one this week. So, um, Jimmy G and the 49ers going to New England to play Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. Who you got? Ideally, this would be the easy pick for me. I don't know what happened to the Patriots last week. To lose a game like that to the Denver Broncos without a quarterback. Whenever so, you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, but it is Bill Belichick. And I don't bet against Tom Brady. I don't bet against LeBron. And I don't bet against Bill Belichick. So I'm going to go with the New England Patriots winning this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, close game. I think it's a 17-10 to 10 game, New England. So for the record, I won't bet against Bill Belichick. I will bet against LeBron any day of the week. Y'all know I can't stand LeBron. But I'm starting to slowly grow a little love for him. But I will bet against that dude. Um Here's my here's my thing, right? Belichick has ways to win games. He bounces back very well. It's very rare to see the Patriots drop two in a row. Very rare. Um, with the Niners, I'm just not sold on Jimmy G. Their defense looks pretty. It looks like he's starting to slowly come back together, come back to form. But I'm just not sold on Jimmy G. I think every team needs a rude awakening. I think the Patriots slept on Denver hard, thinking Denver was just going to lay down. No, no. And because of that, I think Cam is going to wake up. That New England Patriots offense is going to wake up. And I got the Patriots winning this game. I think it's going to be um, a 20-17 to type game. New England wins it late. Jimmy G falters. And then the rumors continue where people start talking about Jimmy G, he's gone after the season. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to, again, shout out to my guy, Sean Fox, out there, you know, huge um, Niners fan. Um, you know, so I got the Patriots. I got the Patriots. Uh, next game we got up, very interesting game. We got John Gruden and the Tampa, I'm sorry, the, we got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Vegas to play John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the reason why this is so interesting is because this is the first game that John Gruden has played against uh, a Tom Brady-led team in over 10 years. Who you got? I know earlier 
I called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers contenders. And I said they're one of the top three teams in the NFC. They had a great game last week. Uh, they really are seeing a stride. But, Don't man, I, I'm impressed by that. By the Las Vegas Raiders right now, they are huh? they they are impressive. Huh? Huh? I didn't stutter. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna say this to you, and I'm gonna give you one chance to back out of this. Not doing it. The, the whole Raiders offensive line, starting offensive line, and John Abraham is out for Sunday. Go ahead and change your mind. Why are they out? COVID. Okay, I did not get that news. <laughs> okay. You have a chance to change your mind. I changed you my mind. A, you, <laughs> a, you, you lose a whole offensive line. You can't. You can't. All, all five are out. <laughs> yeah. And Jonathan Abram, your best. Your, one why did Why did they cancel the game? Is out. Why didn't they cancel the game if a whole offensive line is out? Contact trace. So one of the offensive linemen caught, uh, I think either he caught it or somebody caught it. And then because they were, you know, the whole offensive line was, you know, together, contact tracing, they all had, they were all sent home. That's insane. I've never so, seen a whole offensive line out. You have the opportunity to change yeah. your mind right Tampa, now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five fourteen. Go ahead. Thank you. I, I do appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Um, very simple. I mean, if if uh, Derek Carr is being protected by his sole second string, he's finished. I got um, I got Tampa Bay winning this game by twenty one, uh, thirty one to ten. Uh, final game we got. Monday Night Football, we got the Chicago Bears led by Mitchell Trubisky. Nick Foles. And, and Khalil, I'm sorry, Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles and Khalil Mack going up against Jared Goff and the Rams, who we got. I think this is a very interesting game. Um, the Rams are one of those teams that when they're good, they're good, but they're not always good. They're very inconsistent, and you don't know what kind of Rams team you're going to see week to week. Can um, you say when they're bad, they're pretty, they're pretty terrible? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure that's known. <laughs> yeah, when they're bad, they're bad, but they're inconsistent. They're they're a team that can knock off any good team in the NFL at any moment, but you don't right. know the next week what's going to happen. Um, the Bears' defense are nasty with Khalil Mack, like you said. Um, I like what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not a big fan of what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball, but they are great at defense. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Rams in this game. I think the Rams sh show up. Um, when you got Donald in the middle of that line rushing, I think Foles is going to have problems with that. Um, so I see the Rams winning. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, probably a 21-17 game, Rams. Hmm. Uh, this is a tough one. 
I like the Rams winning this game mainly because I think once that offense gets it going, they're very tough to beat. Um, uh, if you get to Nick Foles, this game is old. This game could end very quick. And the Rams have the defensive players, i.e., um, Aaron Donald and company, to get in touch to get to get in that backfield. I'm going with the Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going with the uh, the Rams. I think this game is going to be like a 27-17. Um, actually, no, I take that back. It's going to be a 20-10. It's, it's going to be low scoring because um, Jared Goff doesn't put up the numbers that I really think he should put up. So I'm going to go 20-10, 20-10. Let me ask this question before we go into our last topic. Is the, Are the Dallas Cowboys in trouble? Like, is their season over? Like, is, like, like, yeah, is, is Dallas in trouble? Well, define trouble. Because when I say define trouble, are, 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 at the beginning of the year, there are people that thought this could be a team that could compete for an NFC, you know, championship. I mean, are they in trouble of winning the division or are they in trouble of, of being a contenders? Because they're not in trouble of winning the division. Are they, they, but they're so. definitely – they're definitely not going to win anything in the playoffs. They won't go out of the first round if they make the playoffs. This is it's it's over as far as I'm concerned. As far as you know, thinking they could, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. When I say in trouble, they could be one of the they could be considered one of the four worst teams in the NFL. No. Hmm. I don't, I don't see them being top, you know, the worst four teams in the NFL. Um, I, I think Washington is worse. I think the Giants are worse. I think the Jets are worse. Um, and I think Atlanta could be in that category. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna say this, Mike McCarthy. If you, if if the Dallas Cowboys' record is six and ten or less, he's getting fired. Mm-mm. He'll get a pass because Dak Prescott's not here. Nope. If he gets a pass, Mike Nolan gets fired. That defensive coordinator has to – something has to shake. Something has to shake in order – something has to shake going into next year. They If if Dak stays and Dak gets the bread, Mike Nolan has to go, and they have to they have to rebuild that defense. But if that – if they if they're worse than 6-10, and 10, I guarantee you Jerry Jones will pull the trigger. And then he'll be at Oklahoma – Talking to Lincoln Riley. I guarantee it. Okay. I can almost guarantee it. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the last topic. As everybody knows, UFC 254 could be versus Day T. For the light heavyweight championship, who you got? 
Well, Khabib is 28-0, one of the most accomplished champions in UFC history. Gagey is coming off a four-fight winning streak. I mean, he lost two before that. Um, most of his wins coming out, you know, with knockout. Uh, you know, every good streak has to come to an end. I just don't think it ends today. I don't think it ends Saturday. I got Khabib. I think it's going to be uh, one of those battle fights that we could see a, a number two or number three afterward. Um, I think it's be very competitive. I think that it's going to be close, but I I, I, I think Khabib wins this this match and, and retains this undisputed championship. Um, this is going to be a very good fight. This this is going to be a barn burner. Um, I believe in my heart of hearts that. Khabib, Khabib is, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers. As well as he's a mauler, like he, like constant energy, the whole entire fight, all the way through. Like he's ready to scrap. Um, I don't know if Gaethje's ready for that type of energy coming in. Even though Gaethje's a very meticulous, methodical, he picks his shots. Um, if Gaethje, I'll say this: when, 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 um. When Gaethje fought um, Tony Ferguson, he made a major mistake that I felt like, I was like, uh, he better not try that against, um, he better not try that against a top tier guy. And he was literally against, against uh, Tony Ferguson, was swinging for the fences. Every shot within the first round or two, he was trying to go for the knockout. And his corner man was like, hey, man, you wearing yourself down. Just take some off of it and pick shots. Pick your shots. Excuse me. Right? Pick your shots. Hit, you know, take a little off. Let's get some precision, right? And that's when you saw Ferguson slow down. And that's when you, and then the leg kicks. If he uses those leg kicks, that could help somewhat. But if he tries to go swing for the fence against Khabib, I'm just letting y'all know now, Khabib might finish this dude quick because if he misses one, Khabib is going to land five. And Khabib's hands ain't no slouch. <laughs> and Khabib is fighting for, like, when, when I see Justin Gaethje, he's fighting because like, he loves it, right? Khabib is fighting for legacy. Like, this dude's got 30-0 and 0 in mind right now. And after this fight, he's already talked about wanting to fight GSP, which I, I think GSP just needs to retire and come, come do the MBS show with us. But neither here nor there. Um, I've got Khabib winning this fight. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and... It might shock some folks. I don't think Khabib knocks him out. I think this might be fight of the year. I think this is five great rounds. And it's going to go to the decision. And I think Khabib wins it by decision. 
All right. Well, that concludes the MBS show. Justin, go ahead with the shout outs, my brother. Well, shout out to the New Orleans Pelicans. If you notice, I'm wearing Pelicans gear. We finally got us a new coach. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't discuss what it. What are your thoughts? Season. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the signing. I think it could be okay. I think Stan Van Gundy is, is a seasoned coach, which does have experience and I think could be good for Zion. You don't want to have a rookie coach come in who's never coached in the NBA, have, having to guide uh, you know, a second-year player like Zion. Uh, so I do like the experience that he, he brings. I just hope we don't get the Stan Van Gundy from the Pistons. I hope we get the one from the Magic. Um, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, I think it's a solid uh, signing. I'm not blown away by it. I'm not jumping for joy. But I am happy that we finally got a coach. Uh, and, and I hope we have good things to see in the future from it. I think that the, the, the Pelicans are a very young team. And they need a veteran guy who's been to the pro who's been there and could teach these guys how to win and how to take care of themselves and how to be a dominant figure. Remember Dwight Howard in Orlando was an all-star under Van Gundy. Mm -hmm. Remember Andre Drummond was a dog and an all-star under Sam Van Gundy. Understand Van Gundy. I'm sorry. Um, you also got to remember, he gets the best out of players. Jameer Nelson was a stud point guard. Same thing with Rayford Austin. But, but, we're, not looking, with, but we're not looking for all-stars. We're looking for wins. Right. But those got like, you got quality guys that won games. He took a Detroit team that had a Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, and company, and they won games. They were a playoff team. They just didn't win you know, they didn't go deep into the playoffs. He knows how to win, and he knows how to make players better. Um, it, I think it's going to be great for Zion's growth, and um, I also believe it'll be great for guys like uh, um, Alonzo Ball, uh, um, a Brandon Ingram and company. Those guys, if they decide to stay, it'll be great for them. Um, the one thing that I think New Orleans has to do whether it be in the draft or in free agency, they have to, have to, have to put shooters around Zion Williamson. They have to. They have to put at least another big man and some shooters around this dude because I'm going to be honest, man. This dude's only going to be as good as the guys you put around him. Zion's not the next LeBron. He's not baby LeBron. He's not any of that. He needs shooters. He needs shooters. But go ahead to your shout-outs, man. I'm sorry. I mean, shout-out to the NBS crew, man. Uh, check out all the shows we have in the lineup. You know, we got Let's Talk About It. We have Larson Live. We have new shows uh, from John Alcorn, The, the Undeniable uh, Truth. Uh, you got a new show from Chris, the college football show that's fire. You got the Stardom Sitter show. We got lots of great shows on the NBS network. Check us out, man. Uh, on the Instagram page, on YouTube, on especially on a Facebook business page, man, check us out. We're, we're coming. Uh, shout out to, to everybody who out there who always watches every show. You know who you are. Uh, we appreciate the, the support that we you give us every each and every week. Uh, shout out to you, Jasper, man. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing the show with you, man. I think we. I think I think even though you're you're wrong half the time, 
uh, I can appreciate uh, I, I can appreciate how good you make me look. But so shout out to you, man. Justin, Justin, Justin. Eat your cold boudin, man. Listen, <laughs> listen here, man. It's still here, man. It's still here. <laughs> hey, you're gonna have to reheat that. So, um, we didn't get Best Stop as a, as a, as a sponsor, man. Best Stop. Look, man. Shout out to Best Stop. Hey, if you if, let me tell y'all something, man. If you ever come to Lafayette, Louisiana, please make a stop to Best Stop. Don't tell nobody to, to to stop by uh by Don's. Nope. Or, don't uh, go to Don's. I like Billy's, but hey, Billy's. man, make a stop to Best Stop. Make a stop to Best Stop. You know, hey, best stop, best stop supermarket, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all make some fire boudin, by the way. Hey, show them one more time. Show, show the fans one more good time. That's some good boudin right there, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, um, but shout out to everybody, you know, all of our MBS Central crew. Shout out to True. You know, one day I'm I I need you to come on this show so I can just Ooh, I just can't oh, wait. Oh, he's ducking you because I, I texted him and he, he didn't respond back. So he's oh, ducking. I, I know, I know. He, he's, he's writing a paper right now on how to get slaughtered by <laughs> the franchise. Um, but shout out to Keo. Shout out to Mike. Again, shout out to everybody that's been listening. Hey, man, shout out to my dad. My dad actually listened to our show and he was impressed, man. Even though, you know, he, he took some shots at me. Shout out to my pops, man. Shout out to the whole family. Again, I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy to be back, and I'm very excited for even more content coming out from the MBS Central brand. Um, just keep rocking with us, man. Again, we we having fun out here, baby. Hey, by, by the way, hey, if um if y'all want, tag Stephen A. Smith, tag whoever you want on ESPN. Hey, we coming, we coming, and uh, and guess what? We gonna take over first take, baby. <laughs> With that being said, again, oh, let me give my my um my word of the night. Hey man, listen. Hard work, dedication, man. If if you want, if you want, you know, you know, in order to be, you know, in order to be great, you gotta put in some hard work and some dedication. There's gonna be some, you know, some long, tough roads along the way, but guess what, man? Hey, there's not, you know. It'll, it'll rain some days, but guess what? There's some sunshine right behind it. So with that being said, man, hey, man, I, hey, peace, love, be great, be awesome, be amazing. Hey, check us out again on Facebook, Instagram. Look, we're all over social media, baby. We coming. We coming. We coming. To, we coming. We coming, baby. <laughs> hey, with that being said, for just Justin, I am... Mr. Franchise signing off. Peace. Peace.